You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Hey, what's up, Archer Unfiltered? How's it going, my fuckos? You guys having a wonderful, uh, what is it? It's not the holiday season yet. It's the beginning of December, the winter solstice. That actually is not until the 21st. Um, I hope you guys are doing good. You guys practicing? You guys getting that uh, 300 in? Is everyone starting to pick it up? I can, I've can. i seen posts on Instagram. It looks like people are picking it up. 300s are starting to become the thing. So uh, hopefully you guys are, are figuring it out. Um, it was so cool. Spotify did this thing recently where they showed like they did like analytics so they showed me how many people just through spotify that listen to this podcast and uh all the support i got from you know my friends like austin and stuff everyone that listens to this show um i really appreciate it uh spotify says that there are people in like five other countries that listen to this podcast now i don't know if that's true or if you listeners are using a VPN, which is like a virtual private network, which is what people who download like a lot of porn that don't want to get tracked by the government use. So, you know, just judging from my, the demographic of people that listen to this, you guys are probably porn, porn people, but it's all good. You know, I'm not judging. Hey, it's America. You know, it's what our founding fathers fought for. The freedom for you to look at porn all day. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, archery, man. It's it's wonderful, isn't it? Uh, I've been practicing in the mornings. Uh, so I have zero excuses, you know. I'm not really living that excuse lifestyle at this moment. Um, I, I will admit I slept in once this week instead of getting my butt up to go out there and practice. Um, but for the most part, I've been able to put in a 300 game about every day. So it's a good start. I would like to up my numbers pretty soon, and and I intend to. I'm still, I'm sorry, guys. I'm still fucking around with arrows, <laughs> and, and it's funny is um, I got a couple messages from people that were like, "Well, man, like I really like your show. You had me examine things that I never would have thought, you know, of trying and stuff." And again, to those listeners, I really appreciate you guys like giving me props and stuff. Um, but there's a downside to this and that is I question myself constantly. So, you know, I will tell you guys, Hey, I found this thing. It's the shit. It's the, it's the new perfect thing that you have to try. And then there might be a few weeks later where I'm like, Hey guys, 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 I was all wrong. All right. So, you know, bear with me. Uh, it's, 
it's one way you guys can know I'm not bullshitting you is because um, I am constantly trying to evolve with this game. I'm trying to get better and evolve. And I know you are too. And part of that, that thing that we have to do to get better is evolve. And that means breaking down the preconceived notions that you have about what you think works and what you think doesn't work. Um, that isn't unless of course you're shooting three hundreds already. If you're, if you're blasting out three hundreds, then you know what you need to change is something else. Uh, or you don't might not need to change anything at all. You just need to practice. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, like I've had a pretty good week this week. I've shot a couple three hundreds, but um, I'm noticing like different things here. I'm noticing on a really light arrow build, my X count is insanely high, right? And that's what I want. And for some reason or another, I went to fuck around with my light arrows and add some point weight just to see what would happen. And I overheated one of them and fucking destroyed it. So that was my gold tip nine, three. And, uh, now I have like four arrows left. <laughs> I'm so sad. And I'm practicing five spot right now, so I'd like to have five arrows. And I know it's a stupid thing to um, to keep me from using an arrow. If I have to, I will. You know, if I can't make another set of arrows work like those nine threes, I'm just going to end up shooting four arrow, four arrow ends. But I'm practicing five spots, right? So I can get volume in in the morning. Um, and so uh, tonight I'm going to build some triple x pros and see how those do um i shot a 300 this morning with super drive 27s but my x count it's a heavier arrow and my x count was not as good and okay so this is what i was gonna get at guys i built those 27s today um oh i actually built them last night but i built them with 290 gram points just just to see just to fuck around and find out. And I still shot a 300. Like, they were good. Um, but the X count was pretty not good. Not what I'd want exactly. Not what I could pull off with my 23s. So I'm trying to find, hmm, you know, what's that magic? What's that magic in there? Is it a lightweight arrow? Is it my vein selection? Is it me? Is it all mental? Because that very well could be it too. Um... I'm happy to report to you guys I'm not hanging up on any shots. I can execute perfect. Um, or not perfect, but I can execute consistently. And it's because I stopped shooting a hinge. And I, I'm sorry to the hinge loyalists out there. Um, I'm still keeping one of my hinges just in case. But um, sometimes you got to just try other stuff and clear the, the gunk out of your brain. So... You guys have all heard this already. I've already talked about all this before. But because of it, I do not feel adequate in giving hinge advice unless I'm shooting the hinge and I'm doing it well. Okay? So when I was giving you guys advice, I was doing decent. Um, so just so you guys know, uh, if you guys do have questions about the hinge, I will refer us. Uh, you know, I'll get a guest on, like my buddy Alan Brunetta, who smokes with a hinge. And... um we could get some of his info. He actually hit me up just the other day where he was telling me, he's telling me that he shot a 300 or he's shooting really good. And he's like, 
I'm just going back to my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. I'm not doing this stupid mantra shit that you keep talking about. And I was like, dude, cool, baby. Like, right on. You you don't have to do the mantra. And that goes to all you guys. You guys don't have to do the mantra. All right? If it clutters your brain, clutters your shot process, don't do it. Hold on. I got a baby crying. I'll be right back, people. All right, guys. I'm back. God damn, babies. Don't give a fuck what you're doing. I can't blame her, though. You know, she's just a baby. Um, so anyway, where was I? I think I was talking about mantras. And uh, yeah, my buddy was telling me, like, hey, your mantra thing's stupid. And it's like, okay, bud. If you're shooting 300s and you got something else, use it. Because that's what we're all about. We're all about... I mean, shit, we shoot freestyle, right? It's pretty much whatever you need to shoot next, you're allowed. So, uh, I'm all for it. And you know what? I think if shooting without a mantra quiets your mind during the shot process, it's probably better. It Honestly, it's probably a better system. Um I haven't been repeating a mantra to myself lately just because I haven't I haven't had any trouble getting these releases to go off so it's it's been pretty mellow <laughs> on this on this front. That's not to say a mantra wouldn't help you and um my buddy Jeff Jenkins he had a pretty interesting thing where he said it I don't think he uses a mantra either. His whole thing is just concentrating on aiming. And um, what's funny is that's the same thing with Alan's. Uh, his whole focus is aiming. And that's 100% a, like a legit way to do it. And I mean, that used to be my thing, um, was just focusing on aiming. Uh, when I was competing all the time, I was shooting a hinge, right? And it was just aim, like my whole thing was aiming, and I would just aim for as long as it took that shot to go off. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely like pluses to that as well. Um, one thing that helped me a lot when I was doing that was practicing aiming, which would be like sometimes I would I would line up on a target with a release that wouldn't fire and just practice putting the pin in the middle. Um, I had a lot of, I think that really helped me, um, get like, not fit cause I was not fit at all, but conditioned for shooting. And so, you know, maybe you guys, maybe that'd help you, uh, or those of you guys out there that are, you know, still fine tuning your game at least. Um, but yeah, Alan made a really good point, you know, quiet mind really is what you want. Uh, the guy that, that taught me how to shoot used to call it a dumb shot. He's like, what we want is a dumb shot. And I think what he meant like by that was like a shot that wasn't overthought, you know, or one that we didn't make complicated in our own minds. So I've always kind of strived for the dumb shot. And some of that means, you know, a very simple shot process. Um, and I try not to overthink um, you know, just the act of shooting a bow itself. Where I put my overthinking in is in arrows. And <laughs> I feel like some really good shooters 
or some pros. Someday I'll get a serious pro on this podcast. Or not a serious pro. I'm sorry. To all the pros that I've interviewed, I mean like one of the top five percenters is what I mean. Not that you guys aren't serious, but I feel like someday if I could get Chris Schaff on this podcast, he'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Like messing around with arrows. They all shoot the same. Just if I can put them in the middle and rip them. And, you know, Mark Rubio told me, he said, if you make a good shot, it's going to go in the middle. doesn't matter what you're shooting. You know, with that being said, because of me, Mark Rubio's cut all his arrows down and refletched him. So, bam! <laughs> Mark Rubio's a pro. Just so you guys, anyone out there is listening, that's a pro shooter, NFA pro. Speaking of, guess who got his pro card back? That's me. <laughs> Wendell Stews is back in the pro class, to t- getting ready to take his lumps. Um, all that means is I just paid for my pro membership again. I had let it lapse last year, and I had the option to renew it, and I was like, all right, why not? Why not? Mark gave me, Mark Toll was calling me a sandbagger, so let's take that away from him. <laughs> not sandbagging anymore. Uh, so, yeah, the Jeff Jenkins thing, the Alan Burnett thing, don't stop aiming. Just keep aiming. I mean, in our sport, in compound, it is an aiming game. I've heard, like, pro recurve archers, I think, say that their their sport is form-based. Our sport is aiming-based. So, yeah. Um, oh, one thing, let's see. So, okay, I blew up an arrow this week by heating it up. So, I wanted to tell you guys. Have you guys done this? You guys uh, pull points out of carbon a whole bunch? I'd imagine most of you put a point in and leave it. But for those of you that are tinkering out there, like myself, the best way to pull a point out of any carbon arrow is to boil water. Boil a pot of water. Put the, you know, at least a couple inches deep so you can fully warm the shit up. As it's boiling, stick the arrow in. Let it sit for a little bit. Have some have some pliers. And do not grab the carbon with it. Just grab the point and pull it out. Um, that used to be like my favorite way to do it. But my wife is like, boy, you're getting carbon inside my pots. Even though I only use my pot, but uh, and I was you know you're not getting carbon in there. But you know. Anyway, I stopped doing it. So now I'm just heating it up old school with a fucking torch. And yeah. Uh, I'm going to overheat some carbon here and there. So anyway, yeah. So you guys, pro tip out there, boiling water. That was actually taught to me by a recurve guy. You know that? A tr- uh, barebow archer on top of it. Ooh, they got some wisdom, dude. Those barebow guys know some shit about shit. So anyway, um, what's the other thing? I was going to talk to you guys about, Do you do you guys have an archer's archery shooting resume? I imagine some of you, like... The amateurs in the Bay Area, maybe you guys are sponsored by Gas or you're sponsored by Trueball or, you know, one of those companies. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. One of those companies that, you know, it's not very difficult to get sponsored by. You just got to be presentable. Um, they give you a fat discount. Uh, do you guys have shooting resumes? And do you submit a shooting resume? That's my question to you guys. I have one. Right, but I have one just as a list of brags. As far as like all the event, it was mainly to show how often I competed, not really a list of brags because I have a lot of third place, you know, 
seventh place finishes on this resume. But it was, the main thing was to show that I'm, I used to be at like every freaking novelty shoot, competition, state shoot, like every single one I could, I could show up at, I was there. And that's what my shooter resume was for. So it's just funny. I, it's, it almost looks like a, like a scroll of just all the events that you could possibly go to back in the day. Nowadays, there, some of these events don't exist anymore. Like the uh, Mount Madonna bug shoot or what, Mount Madonna, the bug shoot doesn't exist anymore. That was a really fun one. They also had the zombie zombie shoot, which doesn't exist anymore. Those were safari events, which kind of like led, or, or there were great warm ups for outlaw events. So that's one reason why I really enjoyed those. Um, but yeah, I, it was funny. I'm looking over my shooter resume and I'm like, man, I got a, f- there's a fat gap there. And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> what happened during that time? Uh, well, someone in freaking China ate like a pangolin bat thing and put the whole world on hold for like one and a half, almost two years. So I was like, wow, I, that's crazy. It, it only feels like a couple months for me, but maybe because I was shooting during the lockdown. Oh! <laughs> uh, not competing, though, because none of us were. Um, yeah, so let's see. There, there's that. The shooter resumes. I'm just curious how many of you guys out there have shooter resumes. What do they look like? If you guys want to send them to me just so I can like figure out what a good shooter resume looks like. We're all just kind of guessing here, right? Uh, I'll definitely post mine up if you guys care. You know, most people don't really care, but it, you know, it's it's cool. It's cool to look at your achievements and look at, you know, I can look at all these events and remember who was kicking my butt. You know, what kind of pressure I was under, who I was shooting with that day, and it's crazy. There's like, you know, I've shot in. I want to say. I mean, e- easily 50 events. And I'm I'm relatively new to this. Like, some of the guys I interview have been shooting since they were babies. Like, they came out of the womb, picked up a stick and a string, and flung an arrow. Uh, not me. I picked this up way late in life. I picked this game up when I was in my 30s already. So, um, but, you know, some people have that addictive mentality. And I am definitely one of them. I, anything I get into, I go... I go way into it, and this is one of those sports that's happened to capture my heart, and I have never strayed from archery. The farthest I've strayed is bow hunting. <laughs> so I should say target archery. Um, I freaking love target archery, and I know a lot of you guys do too. Uh, let's see here. Oh, let me see. Last thing I want to touch Oh, maybe last thing I wanted to touch on. Has anyone seen that new Martin? I, I don't know if this is new or not, but like... Um, What's this guy's name? Jeff Hopkins has a bow, like a signature series bow. So shame on Martin. All right. You guys should be given a bow, a, a signature series bow to Bob Eiler. All right. Where is that guy's bow? Let's see an indoor oriented, you know, maybe it's got a little grip that opens up to hold your J or whatever. But man, Bobby deserves a bow. And maybe they do. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I just, I just noticed that Martin made this bow called a Legend Seven, was it Seven Thirty, Legend Something. And if I, if because you guys are listening, I want you guys to picture the picture the engineers from Hoyt 
met the engineers from Matthews, and then they fucked. <laughs> and then that baby grew up and went to engineering school and created a bow, right? That's what this thing looks like. It is like a Matthews with a tech riser and a, and a, and a caged riser, caged tech riser Matthews. It's almost like they, they beat Hoyt to the punch. <laughs> like someone went to a Hoyt engineering meeting <laughs> and just stole their idea straight up. It looks kind of cool, though. It look, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely, part of me, ever since Bob Eiler, one, didn't win Vegas, I've wanted to shoot a Matthews bow. Granted, the Martin bow is just the Matthews bow made by different people. Um, I think most of you guys have been keeping up to date with all the new bows. Prime went from what is like a thousand strings to three strings now. So primes are closer to Matthews bows. <laughs> it's another primes are so close to being Matthews ripoffs that you can use the same bow stand. The one that's made for the Matthews bow. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Hey, the prime bow is cool. You know, they got their own little design tweaks. They took the Matthews bow and tweaked their own thing on it. Right on. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would shoot a Matt Martin just because of Bob Eiler. Like, what does that tell you guys? I mean, maybe that's just me. You know, that's the, the repressed stoner in me that wants to shoot that Martin. Uh, but man, did anyone else out there want to shoot whatever Bob Eiler's shooting? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. He he won Vegas under some questionable substances, but I mean, the guy could shoot. The guy can definitely shoot, right? It's not like it's not like we don't see him in these shootoffs. Like in other any other shootoffs, we do. So I don't know. It's just freaking cool. So uh, let's see. What else are we working on? Are you guys still tweaking stabilizer weights? I am. But not a lot. So I'm pretty sure I've told you guys I'm running like 5 ounces on the front, 5 ounces on the back. This week, um, shooting, I noticed that sometimes, sometimes when I break a shot, the bow will tip up just a little bit. And it's not, it's not an arrow that lands out. The arrow is still in, but it's like line hanging. And this happens when I am not getting consistent grip like this when the like the upper part of my hand is getting more pressure than the lower part which is like sounds super nitpicky but really what it is is if you get your hand in there and you get and you're pressing forward it should be fine but if your hand is kind of like recurvy where it's like you're pointing sort of and you're getting more of the grip touching just like the upper part of the you know your thumb crotch or whatever thumb pit um that's kind of on shots like that, I got to be driving, or that that bow's going to get a little tippy. So, I really i I need to be more attentive, attentive to myself. But uh, in the meantime, what I did was I kicked an ounce off the back. So I'm running five and four, five in the front, four in the back, and that has pretty much cleaned it up. I really am not seeing, you know. I'm not seeing that anymore. And, um, I mean, it's just one more little thing I can get away with. <clears throat> really, a good archer would be like, you know, program it into your shot to not do that. And, uh, to anyone that can do that, I applaud you. You know, that's what you should be doing. 
the cop out is going to be to change your stabilizers to accommodate stabilizer weights, I should say. So uh, yeah. Otherwise, the pin floats great. Bow shooting great. My uh, gold tip nine five nine threes were shooting amazing until I overheated one like a dummy. So I'll either you know purchase more or I would really like to get a twenty seven diameter arrow shooting. It, if you guys ever followed, I think it was Paul Tedford, and he was on uh he was on the Blow Junkie podcast, and he was talking about how he used to be a twenty three. For indoor, he was like, I'm only shooting 23s because 23s shoot better. And he was like a loyalist for 23s. And Stefan Hansen was like, dude, you got to shoot 27s. Figure it out. And he said he did. And after he did, he wouldn't go back. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to get on now. <clears throat> I'll figure it out. I I know I told you guys, like, four-fletch Q2Is were the shit. And they're pretty cool. Like, they really will spin an arrow right into the middle. And that's what I got going on my super drive. So I shot 300 with today. Um, on my gold tip 9.3s, though, I'm using tack vanes. I'm using a 375 tack vane. And let me tell you guys why. I was trying to get... I was trying to build faster arrows, right? And for some reason or another, feathers just ain't doing it for me. I don't know if it's because they touch my face or what. Feathers are legit, right? But I, I really like a solid vein. Uh, I have my brother got me these tack veins, these three seventy five tack veins, like two years ago for Christmas, and I still have them laying around. I put them on the gold tip nine threes, and holy smokes, it was like a winning combo. The tack vein, the three seventy five tack vein, is like seven point eight grains, right? I believe it's something like that. Roughly seven and a half, almost eight, but not eight grains. That is lighter than most veins. Uh, that's lighter than the Q2I vein. It's and I'm only running three because it's a 375. It's almost a four inch vein versus my the Q2Is I was running four three and a halves. So it you know if you're gonna math it out, it, I'd probably be giving up steering or stability or something a little bit but i'm still running big three you know three fletch um you know is this all split in hairs probably have you guys ever watched chris schaff and and i mean i I know i'm always going to harp on chris schaff because i'm a huge fan of his as well but that dude shoots silent night 300 sk 300s on like everything and I've seen pictures where he has arrows that don't have those, but almost always he's shooting Silent Night 300s. Like, wow. So maybe vein selection, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. The SK300s are probably light. I know they're tall. Got a nice surface area. The TAC 375s definitely fit that bill as well. So, the tacks were working out really good on the 9.3s. I'm going to try them on some 27s, some triple X's. Um, we'll see how those go. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm still testing stuff out, and I'll tell you guys, you know, I'll be 100% honest and tell you guys what I find. Again, this is all stuff that works for me. I'm a 26.5-inch draw length guy. I shoot, you know, I tell everyone I shoot 55 pounds. It's somewhere around there. Don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah. Like, uh, it's one reason why I always watch kids shoot 
And I also watch women shoot. So draw lengths or poundages. Well, I mean the poundage. I shoot a man's poundage, but draw length is more like a a woman child troll baby clown thing. That's closer to what I'd shoot draw length wise. So I got to watch all that. Oh, one thing I wanted to touch on with you guys was um, like one thing that I've kind of been stressing that I, I see a lot of people have a setup, a bow setup that is uncomfortable. Or is a setup that looks like they're fighting? Are you fighting your bow? Like I don't, don't want to sound like an infomercial, but are you fighting your bow to shoot X's, you know? If you are, you gotta examine why that is. Um are your shoulders hurting? Are your fingers hurting? Is your holding weight too much? Is it you know is the bow too much for you to draw? Those are all little things that I look at first, right? Holding weight's a big one for me. Because Man, like I, I've had some Hoyts with spiral cams that holding weight was like Mwah, perfect, but my last Invicta, the holding weight was fucking phenomenal. It, like it was, I mean phenomenal, bad. Like it was, it was like seventeen pounds on my baby fingers, and it was, it was a lot. Um, and that was with the spirals, you know. Uh, so, you know, I shot a. a uh, prevail with spirals, no problem. Loved the holding weight. Shot the um, podium with spirals, loved them. I was really a Hoyt loyalist for a long time, up until like just recently. Um, so yeah, that's the first thing that I look for with comfort. The second is your, you know, obviously your peep height, draw length. Um, those things are kind of they kind of go together because if you adjust your peep height, it's gonna change the way your draw length feels. So, I start with my draw length first. Get the draw length dialed in. Um, you know, I just I'll just do it to the module to start with. On this bow, on my Matthews thirty eight now, I have not added or subtracted twists from my cables to get the draw length good. I'm just I've just run it right out of the gate, and I kind of figured. You know, John Weaver had said, you just shoot it a whole bunch, you know? Just keep shooting it. Don't do a bunch of tweaking. And I am surprisingly have not tweaked my bow very much. I've tweaked a lot of arrows, but not my bow. And that's a lie because I've changed my stabilizers and I've changed my weights a bunch. But I've been staying with setups for a lot longer than usual. So, yeah. Get your draw length dialed in. Get your peep side in. Get your stabilizer weights dialed in so this is uh the other one like everyone that knows me in person knows that like aside from your timing i I feel like the most important thing on your bow is your stabilizer weights and uh it's like the interface it's the thing that it's like the flavor of your bow man it's how it interfaces with your body it's crazy um so stabilizer weights is huge if you're dipping out the bottom you guys have heard me say this before too much. It's too much weight. Either mass weight, front weight, something. It's too much. You got You guys got to find, it, figure it out. Um, make it comfortable. All right. This is a big one because the weights can make the bow unfucking comfortable. They can also make that bow a pleasure to shoot. Um. And you know, 
After that, yeah, the arrow kind of plays into it. Some arrows crack more than others, but eh, I don't think you'll care too much about all that. You know, the final thing is the release. Figure out your release. Whether that means going and buying a true ball thumb button <laughs> or if it means practicing your hinge and clearing out your brain of all mantras and just making it happen. Um, you know, once you get that hinge in a nice, comfortable spot that you're not fighting it, you're unstoppable. You'll be absolutely unstoppable. So, anyway, I hope I'm not reiterating a bunch of junk. I didn't have too much to talk about. You guys have been all really great. Everything everyone said this week is all positive. Uh, I didn't get any, like, negative negative reviews. The, the Spotify thing was heartwarming. Um, ooh, there is something that I got going on, though. True Ball Abyss, the original one, I really like. The Flexes, I don't really like all that much. Why? It's because the third and fourth finger attachments are narrow compared to the old True Ball Abyss, which is like an HT handle. Um, so I got a buddy who's going to 3D print me a third finger that's going to that's gonna match the old Abyss. I'm so excited. Um, I think I've seen, you know, you kind of see certain shooters like wrap the, the fingers on their, on their releases. I'm wondering if this is why they do it. If that, because you can sweep the third finger forward and back for leverage. Your body, your, your hand kind of adjusts. It really doesn't do all that much as far as getting more leverage or more, pressure evenly distributed on your fingers for the fulcrum moving that that head like from one side to the other moving it towards your middle finger i found will give you more like you can get more fingers on that release get more pressure evenly across all four fingers but uh yeah just moving it like you know along the axis that they let you move it really doesn't do much but the thickness of that third finger. If you wrap that shit in 10, 20 layers of electrical tape, <laughs> it makes a huge difference. You can get like some extreme leverage going. Uh, so I love it. Uh, I love the, the original abyss. I might shoot that just as like a, a tribute to my coach who always shot a, a brass, you know, three finger HT. Um, not that he cares. He doesn't even shoot anymore, but, um, it's a personal thing. Personal for me special <laughs> um but yeah thanks for listening guys like really uh <laughs> i said eight people listen to my podcast on their birthday wow <laughs> spotify said that you poor eight people you guys are so lonely <laughs> but wendell's here i'm your buddy <laughs> I'm there. Happy birthday. Anyone that's listening to this today, it's their birthday. Happy birthday. You sitting there using your VPN to look at porn. Happy birthday. Um, yeah. Uh, I will have more for you guys next week. I'm going to have a badass guest. I'm getting a Washington guy on this show who shoots 30X games. Or, I mean, yeah, he shoots 30X games. He's an ex-fucking sniper. The dude is the dude's insane. He's really cool. Uh, really humble guy also. It's always the fucking most crazy killerest people are like the most humble. Um, so yeah, 
you guys stay tuned next week we'll have we'll have something fun uh in the mix this was another kind of like a filler podcast but you know i just uh it's funny uh, the weeks that i really you know i didn't get many questions this week um but what i did get was a lot of nice kind stuff so thank you guys I try to keep this stuff more positive i'm not gonna like rant and rave about <laughs> about other podcast hosts i'll try not to do that i'll try to just brighten your guys days with some archery goodness huh how about that bob eiler bow let's see one uh this is uh brought to you guys by uh dmb custom coatings uh, my friends in napa Coat and bows i had this idea for to Cerakote my bow and make it look like a boba fett for people that were born like in the 90s, Boba Fett was this like 80s Star Wars bad guy who was really cool. That would be a sick, sick paint job on a bow. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was starting to think of other things now. Anyone ever think about getting their bow Cerakoted to look like a Makita product? <laughs> or a DeWalt? <laughs> that would be cool too. I won't do that. I won't do that. But uh Yeah. Darren can do all that stuff. The dude's a, a master at uh, coating. I have pictures of a bow. I know Victor he is doing right now. It is white and silver with the American flag. It is so sick. But I don't know if they want me to post it yet. Uh, when I get the green light, I'll, I'll share it with you guys. Very cool. Um, again, great people to deal with. Um, Darren's like one of the best bet. That's awesome. Like they, they're both just their attention to detail is insane. Um, yeah, maybe I'll get the American Constitution on my bow. That would be, that would be one for detail, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, Carbon Craft Stabilizers is the other sponsor. I am shooting my Carbon Craft bars. You know, I kind of started off the season with the Eastern bars. Went to Carbon Craft. Every time I put Carbon Craft bars on, I can shoot it with less weight. So I am going extreme in that direction. Uh, yeah, so I've met that. It's the only sponsors I got for you guys. Thank you for listening. If you guys have any questions, you guys can hit me up on my Facebook, Archery Unfiltered. Most of you guys hit me up on Instagram on my personal um, Instagram handle, which is Wendeezy, which is fine. I don't mind. You guys hit me up anytime. I love answering questions uh, most of the time. You know, if I don't know, I'll just tell you I don't know. And a lot of times, if it's an experiment thing where you guys are like, oh, I'm going to try using this and I haven't done it before, I'm like, let me know how it goes. If you guys share stuff with me, I'll share it here on the podcast. All right? It's all about all of us, um, you know, pitching what we know to try and get better collectively. You know? We're just the, we're the little guys, the small fish, but we're going to get bigger. I promise. All right, guys. Have a great... Um, what is this? It's Thursday. Have a great weekend. Definitely get some practice in. It's league night for most of you guys out there and gals. So shoot some 300s for me, all right? Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, damn. No, no. Not bye yet. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got to find it. Let me find another way to end this. Okay, I got one. Don't get named by Ghislaine Maxwell. Boom! <laughs> I made it topical. All right. See you guys. 
One more thing, guys, that I did not mention that needs to be mentioned. The Pacifica Archery um, Bay Area Open is coming around on December 12th, 2021. That is in practically one week. Uh, they still have spots open, so call them, register, set their website. If you guys want to register on their website, uh, PacificaArchery.com or something along those lines, you guys can Google it. But they got still got slots open. Um, again, if you're one of the amateur guys in the Bay Area and you're trying to get better, you want to shoot against some big wigs, get some pressure going, this is one of the big events. You guys, I urge you to do it, you know? Bunch of you South Bay guys. That are throwing down at Predators. Come on. Get in on it. Let's do this. Um, you know, Lodi dudes. <laughs> you guys up in Lodi. Come on. Let's do this. This event's coming. And it needs more people. Let's make it a bloodbath. Because if it's just me and like three other people, it's going to be a short day. All right? Not saying I'll win. It's just going to be a short day. Whoever wins, is gonna, it's only going to be a couple matches. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. Register. Let's do this. Peace.